no, not no, not everybody's bad. I feel like you can do something good intentionally, but sometimes it doesn't show. It, it doesn't show out the way you want it to. They feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I do feel for them because like they think they're doing good like good things, but they're they're missing some things. story than disability. You're listening to more conversations at the center of the movement to build connection and belonging in an age of isolation. The dynamic between paid staff and a person with disabilities can be tenuous. When not taken seriously, people with disabilities days can wind up being centered around purposeless activities meant to fill up time instead of making a person's life full. But If a staff person is thoughtful, the support they give can be more. It can be a bridge to community and relationships that last beyond their paid support. Carol and Katie have figured out such a dynamic. This episode is all about a window into the stories that have come from their work together as a team, building community in the art and fashion world. The insights these two women share are potent for any learner interested in changing the way you, your family, or perhaps the organization you run sets up care for people living with labels. My name is Carol, and I'm passionate about Japanese fashion and uh, hopefully bringing it into the community. My name is Katie. I am passionately working at this point to build community around fashion with Carol. So fashion, but particularly Japanese fashion. Mm-hmm. Tell me what type of Japanese fashion. Uh, it's Lolita. Lolita is, is inspired by the, the, like the Rococo, Victorian, European style era. Where like, you know, like the ladies wear like the poofy dresses the over-the-top hair styles. They wear a lot of like accessory jewelry. Um, they wear like big petticoats underneath the dresses. It's kind of like that. Yeah, and this was brought to Japan. This was, this was brought to Japan at the time where the women were supposed to like stereotypical. They had like a certain standard for how they want the women to look, but the women didn't want to look like that anymore. They wanted to be themselves, so they decided that they wanted to just uh, keep and the exact opposite of what the the Japan standard was. So, in some ways, this this Japanese fashion, Lolita, is the anti-Japanese fashion. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the the Japanese fashion for rebel rebel women. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, tell me how you guys know each other, Katie. How do you know Carol? Carol and I are connected through Starfire as a community building partnership. So we've been working together for probably a year and a half now. Yeah. What does that time together look like? We get together every Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday mornings. Wednesday mornings until noon and we we go to coffee shops and we sit down and think about what is our next step? What do we want to do in the community with Lolita or something that has to do with my interest? So you guys get together around something that you're interested in. 
And what was that in the beginning? What did that look like? Well, it was hard at first because I'm interested in art. And so we tried to get together with artists, but that didn't really pan out so well. Apparently, artists like to be very, uh, well, either they're very busy or they're very shy to do anything with anybody else. (laughs) They like to do their own thing. More like introverts. Yeah. I guess the perception of artists is that they don't necessarily want to hang out with each other, but maybe (laughs) it's just the way that they hang out is like in smaller groups and more intimate settings. So have you found people just that one-on-one connection to go and do art? When I visit Rada, I go over her house and she has... Uh, I guess like a garage. She has her art studio in there. And I go, we do art in there. And we have a meal, too. Mm. And she gives me advice on how to do what she thinks I should do with my art. Like add a color or um, a hint of a design or something. Tell me who Rada is again. Just kind of explain who she is. Oh, Rada is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) How do I explain her? What kind of art does she do? She makes a lot of mandalas. Her artwork is all around the the city. You're recently involved with a project that she did. Oh, we made prayer flags, and she had them hung up at the music hall. It was pretty cool. Nice. So drilling back in, the time that you're spending together is around your interests, and that fit in with your interest in being connected to somebody in the art world but then tell me how the fashion piece started to come into play i had interest in the fashion since 2014 and i've always worn like little bows and things like that here and there but i really wanted to actually try it so i bought like little Dress pieces and... And this was just on your own. Yeah. You just kind of went online and found what you wanted. And yeah, I went I went online, but I also had help from mom, too. Yeah, she helps make some of my stuff sometimes. And, I mean, I help with the sewing, too. I've always watched my mom sew, and she taught me something, so... Yeah. yeah. When you guys first started, what were your first initial attempts? What did that look like? Just from my conversations with Carol... And you can tell me if I'm wrong, Carol, is you enjoyed art, but you kind of felt like you that kind of runs course as far as creating a project. So our plan together would be to keep up those connections you had and then start fresh with a new idea, mm-hmm. which we started doing cosplay. Yeah. So we thought we would meet some people around cosplay. That didn't really work out so well. Nobody really showed up. Cosplay <laughs> After, meetings? Yeah. Okay. After, after one meeting, we had like a few people, but then after that, nobody else started coming, so that kind of stopped. Yeah. How did that feel when something you tried didn't work out? I mean, it hurts because, you know, you put your heart into it and passion, and you take your time on making like these little arts and crafts that we yeah. had. <laughs> What were the arts and crafts? The idea was to have, like, if someone passed by, they could just kind of join in and grab it real fast and make something without feeling like they needed to be a major cosplayer. Yeah. 
So were there things that you learned from that where you were like, okay, we got to do something different? After that, I just kind of figured like, well, this is not going so well, so... Then I think we just had some conversations around, okay, that's not working. Let's, Let's find something What else are you interested in? <laughs> so it was just some more research. And we had talked a lot about fashion. Yeah. And and we went to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. The <laughs> Facebook. We went to Facebook. Where did you, what did you find there? What was... There are, like, two Lolita groups for Ohio. And that was something that you were involved in. Yeah. Separately. From me. Yeah, but I, but I wasn't, like, active uh, like I am now. Yeah. So you had already been part of those groups on Facebook, yeah. but not really actively posting on stuff. And so you find them, and you're like, okay, or you, you know, you guys discover them together, like, hey, this is something we could look into more. And really, at that point, it's just a random group of people that you don't know in person you just know they all like the same thing how do you start to come up with an idea of how to meet them in person because the goal isn't to stay digital right it's Mm -hmm. to be to have some sense of like social connection that's live well somebody had asked the group like if i set up a a meeting in cincinnati meet up in cincinnati what would you want Okay. So it was kind of like set up already for us. Yeah, there like, was a list like, of like 35 things yeah. that people wanted. They so wanted, we were like, this wanted, is an opportunity. Let's just choose one They wanted, and let's plan it. Yeah, they wanted tea events. They wanted crafting events. They, they wanted all. <laughs> and so we decided, okay, well, let's have a tea event. And also let's do a crafting event at the the tea event too. <laughs> the the first time we didn't do any crafting, but we had like a few people come out to the first tea event at Essentia. Essentia tea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the Lolitas we met at uh, the cafe that we always go to. Her name is Brianna. And you met her how? She came up to me because I was wearing Lolita that day, and we were working on. Finally, like, what to do with the Lolitas. She's like, excuse me, are you wearing Lolita? And I was are you a Lolita? I was like, yes. And she was like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> she just randomly saw you sitting at the coffee shop and yeah. saw saw this woman over there wearing wearing this fashion that if I saw it, I wouldn't have a clue. But she obviously did and came up and said, "Yeah, hey, she wanted to talk to you. Yeah. And she was like, I'm a Lolita, too. It, it, it's... And she was very happy. And I was like, huh? Somebody else knows about Lolita besides me here? And she was like, I don't really see anybody here wearing it, but I saw you. So I had to come rush over and get your number. And then we started talking. Okay, so the spark happened there. Were you there when that happened, Katie? I yeah, was we there, and it was <laughs> like I didn't exist. It was awesome. They just went into their Lolita language, and they... She was like... What is Lolita language? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about, like, petticoats and wrist cuffs. So then you have Brianna, mm-hmm. Brianna, mm-hmm. and you have this Facebook group, and you start with that premise of we're going to do this because this is what people in the Facebook group are saying they want in mm. Cincinnati. And when you got to the tea party, when you when you got to that day, tell me the steps leading up that made it possible and made it successful and what, what at the day of, like how did that feel when you got there? 
we made a Facebook event and we invited all of the little leaders in the in the group. And I think by the time, like the day before, it was like five people that said that they could come. It only ended up being me, Katie, Brianna, and two other girls. But it was a big thing because people actually showed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we people were, you invited yeah. came. Yeah. We were worried uh, other people wouldn't be able to come because it started to rain that day. It was raining. Yeah. And Oh, do Lolita's not like to get wet? <laughs> no. If we really <laughs> wanted to go, we're going to go. It was just... It was take an hour it, putting your dress on. You're not staying like, home, like, right? Yes. Like today, I got up at 6. And I didn't get completely dressed, like, everything together until, like, 8. Oh, wow. <laughs> it takes forever okay. to get together. So, I, so it started raining. I was like, oh... I wonder, and it was windy too. I was like, oh, I hope somebody got on a petticoat. <laughs> I hope they brought their umbrellas because it's raining. But so that was one of the things. Everybody showed up, and that was one of the things. You and we were, had a group pictures. No, I think one of the important things too was was Brianna. Like we had already had that. Oh yeah. That initial like. Mm-hmm conversation one-on-one about this would be really cool wouldn't it to, to meet up and she it's had felt local. that personal connection to her relationship with carol yeah so oh, yeah because we have met before the event too i think that's really important that you just pointed that out because there's something about the personal invitation that makes people want to show up more than maybe with your original event which mm-hmm. was a cosplay event and that was more of like a did you make a flyer for that and just invite we, people we made events we made yeah right, whole right. Yeah, but we hadn't we hadn't been able to meet anyone yeah. kind of like personally who you outside. were really really connected with which, which just happened yeah. and i feel like that's how relationships are sometimes but yeah. And I think that's part of Brianna's struggle, too, yeah. is that she wasn't able to find someone. So yeah. when she found Carol, she was like, we are doing this, oh, nice. and let's plan some stuff, like, and let's find some people. Like, so, hey, yeah. I'll give you my number, we'll text, and every now, so every now and then, like, if we get new dresses or something, we'll text each other and be like, hey, it finally came. we like, oh, let me see. And then we'll send a picture of the dress. We'll be like, oh, this will be cute with this accessory, <laughs> or this will be cute with this this color or something. Yeah, and you're you're pointing out that there's a connection beyond just the day of the tea event. There's yeah. like stuff to talk about and there's things to text each other for and so you have this um, this friendship that's yeah. formed which is awesome. And and that couldn't have been forced, right? <laughs> no. Like you had a level of serendipity just being there and showing up in community to make this random connection turn into something like a friendship there was no formula or path or steps a to b except for just continuing to get out there and try and not giving up after that first disappointment with the cosplay event not working out right yeah so time and bravery bravery (laughs) yeah because had it not worked out i don't know what you'd be doing (laughs) yeah so it would, would be mean? easier to say, you know, this didn't work, and yeah. let's just, ooh, do let's just not, let's just not do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But right, what would you be doing? Do you think if if you had given up and stopped trying, what would you do instead? What are your other options? I would have been at home right now. <laughs> I would have gave all the way up because <laughs> I tried it before and it didn't work out. But 
I'm happy it worked out this time because I get to get out and uh, meet other people and do new things. Like there's an event su- Sunday and they're having a brunch. The, the same Lolita that came to her, she came to a couple of our of our tea events and her mom is uh, doing Lolita now. So your first attempt to get something going in Cincinnati is now taken a life of its own. Yeah, yeah, no, everybody. And you're wants getting to, invi- invited to those. Yeah. When you think about connecting Carol, you know, outside of uh, agency settings, day programs, workshops, and things like that, mm-hmm. do you think that that is a way of you saying like these aren't good enough? Um, I think. What, I, what I'm trying to say is that they could do better. <laughs> like, the way they're doing it now it is not helping anyone express themselves, I think. Like, a lot of the way it's set up, most people the, or the person with a disability don't really have a choice. They are pretty much stuck in the box. But I think... If you get that person a chance to express themselves, then, you know, you, you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. So there's a limited, limited options yeah. based on what the box defines as choice. Yeah. Like, you they, can they do not really yeah. They don't really give us a choice to do anything. I think they figure because of what they see on the paper is how they think they should treat us. But we're more than just the paper. Mm-hmm. But we're human too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's options like going maybe out to eat or going to yeah. movies or things like that. But getting into what your purpose is in yeah. life, there isn't much interest in exploring that. Yeah. There's other people have other interests besides um, movies or YouTube or. YouTube? <laughs> Does that happen at day programs? Do you watch YouTube? Yes. Lot? We watch a lot of YouTube. We watch a lot of uh, movies. We uh, play <laughs> video games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or uh, we draw. Not that I have a problem with drawing because I like to draw, but I like. They have like open art, but like I like to be told we're doing charcoal, we're doing sketching, or something like that. And we don't really do that. Yeah, you're more interested in deepening your skill set and yeah. learning more and getting being taken seriously when yeah. it comes to your art. And Rada provides that for you, and in, in a sense, where she what you were saying earlier is that she kind of critiques your art and says like, why don't you add a little bit of color here or there, and you're learning from her. Um, yeah. But in the day program setting, it sounds like it might just be like, here's something to... Here's something to do. To do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't mind doing it, but, like, I want to learn. Not just be told, like, here, do this. Mm-hmm. Like, if I go to a program, I want to feel like I'm part, I'm doing something, not just here to be babysat. So do you feel other people that you know in the day programs feel the same way? Because you're an extremely articulate person when it comes to this topic, and I always like having this conversation with you because you put it so well. But I wonder if for some people that you know who maybe can't articulate it this way, did they feel similarly, and and how is it that you know that or don't? 
I feel like I can always tell when someone is frustrated because of how their program is or they want to do something but nobody's listening. They're trying to tell them but they can't really tell them. I mean I could tell the staff on what they're trying to do but I feel like programs period they don't really listen to the people there. They just feel like you know well we have this client so we have to do this to make money sometimes. Mm -hmm. But people just want to feel like they're heard and they're not heard a lot. And it's frustrating because if we come to a program we have all these nice things but we're not getting the treatment we're supposed to be getting. So it looks like it's a good program on the outside. It looks like a nice program on the outside but on the inside it's different. Yeah. Living it day to day is different. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That needs to change too because it's kind of hurtful too to the people who go there day to day but they're not being listened to and they're set up in this little box of everybody's on the same level but everybody has different levels that they should be on the staff thinks they should be on one level Mm -hmm. and that frustrates people that frustrates me sometimes right and And then some people can't say they don't like it Uh uh-huh if I try to stand up for myself or other people, they feel like I'm trying to step on their toes. I'm, no, I'm just trying to tell you how I want to be treated or how I want things to be done. Uh-huh. So it will make it easier for you, it will make it easier for me and everybody else. Yeah. There are people being put into a group who all have varying needs, varying interests, varying different ways of showing up in the world. And what you're having to kind of deal with as Carol, a woman who loves art and Lolita and fashion and Japanese culture is sort of like just plain beige. Yeah. You know, like no <laughs> options. And on top of that, sometimes you're feeling like you're not heard yeah. and you're not listened to and that people around you aren't being heard and listened to. And on the, the side of the staff, their their challenge there is really, really hard is to say, somehow I have to provide a service that makes everyone in this room happy right now. Yeah. And that makes everyone feel <laughs> like they have an option or a choice. And while that's impossible... There are still programs out there who are saying that they do that, right? Yeah. Do you have empathy for that, like, sort of setup for people who who are in that situation as a staff person trying to make it work? Because, of course, we're not I, trying to paint this I feel... picture that everyone's bad. No, no, um, no, not, no not, not everybody's bad. I feel like you can do something good intentionally, but sometimes it doesn't show. It, it doesn't show out the way you want it to. They feel like they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I do feel for them because like they think they're doing it good like good things but they're they're missing some things. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to tell them, like, I see what I see what you're doing. You're doing a good job, but here's some things that could help you do things better. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. And Katie, I want to bring you into this conversation, too, because I think there's also a way to do the work that's being done at Starfire now in a, in a way that can either be you're listening and you're hearing and you're one-on-one and you're doing this great work and you're in the community. And there's also the way of doing it that isn't great. You could still be one-on-one, but you could be going to a restaurant every day yeah. or you could be kind of doing stuff that isn't intentionally driving toward uh, community building experience, right? So, um, Katie, what ways are you intentional in this role that you could try and safeguard from stepping into maybe more of like a status quo type role? When I'm thinking about our time together, it's really thinking about Carol as the leader of our time together. So always thinking about planning things around her interest and planning for something that's going to bring other people into what we're doing. Like when we talk about the tea or we talk about other events, those things are always going to bring people, other people that are going to connect to Carol into our work together. So yeah. it's, it's not just me and Carol doing things. It's yeah. me and Carol and someone else yeah. who is going to build on Carol's interest and connection and yeah, so yeah. you you are so you're being the bridge, and and it reminds me of a quote from Janet Cleese, who is a woman out of Toronto, who whose life's work has been about liberating people with disabilities from segregated settings and building around interest and connection, and and we've learned a lot from Janet Cleese, um, and one of the things she says is she asks the question of people when you leave because at some point katie you might leave you might quit starfire right and carol you're nodding your head like you've had a lot of different staff <laughs> yeah i had a lot of staff <laughs> and starfire yeah. yeah so that's an inevitability that we just kind of face and we own up to in this work and so what she asks is when you leave are you a void in carol's life because you were her only friend or are there more people in your in your life carol now because katie was a bridge and I love that way of framing what you just said, which is that, Katie, you say you, the work that you do isn't about you and Carol. It's about you and Carol and somebody else, always. Is, is that what you value about your time, Carol? Or is, is there something about that that resonates with you, Carol? I think I agree with the bridge because sometimes it takes a bridge to get things moving. Everybody as a way to connect with other people. Even if Katie is not available, I'm able to still go to like some of the meetups with the other Lolitas. If I know someone from our old other tea event is gonna be there, then I'll go because I know them already. I think the cool thing about our work too is it's teamwork. Yeah. It's scary to go show up to something by yourself and and I don't necessarily have to be the Starfire support person. I'm just a person who doesn't know much about Lolita. How do you show up as a team member without it being I'm her staff and making Carol look or feel different than everyone else because you're there? I get to have the unique position of I don't know much about Lolita, <laughs> so can you all educate me? And I am going to buy my first dress. Yeah. And <laughs> I helped pick out the dress. And Rihanna helped her, uh, let her know that it was a good beginner's dress. So there's a way that you are adapting to this lifestyle. You're starting to blend in, in a way. And it doesn't mean that that's something that you're going to take on for life. But Katie, is this more of a way for you to show up 
more intentionally so that you blend so that you do blend in not as a staff person but right right okay uh, and it's, it's honoring Carol's interest also I, I think it's important I don't know it's interesting to learn new things I'm I love learning new things so Carol has taught me lots plus I don't introduce Katie as my staff how do you introduce her my friend yeah uh, or this is Katie yeah <laughs> and we I think early on kind of made the agreement we met through volunteering because that's really what we're doing. We're working as a team yeah. to volunteer, to build community. Oh, to... I love that. Yeah. So that way they don't feel like, oh, well, this is an event, but we have a staff here. Yeah, right. That's not how I want to be seen either. <laughs> like, I, you know, Just I want to be seen. Just put a sticker <laughs> says Katie right there, the <laughs> staff member. Um, it, it's, it would be a lot harder to make those natural connections. Um, and also, Carol, what you said before, which was just so powerful, is that Katie is so much a part of it in a way that is a catalyst. She helped get things moving by being a bridge. Yeah. But if she stepped away tomorrow, you're still going on your own, and people aren't seeing Katie as essential to your presence. Yeah. Yeah, you can be there. And Katie, you stayed out of the way enough for Carol to really be the one making these relationships. They're about her relationships, not not you. You're not texting Brianna, are you, <laughs> at night? <laughs> She's not asking me for any advice. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys, this is such a beautiful story, and thank you so much for sharing it. I really appreciate you taking this time. And what is your hope? Let's end with that. What is your hope for, for the next 10 years, Carol, of of building community and, and around your interest? My hope? In the next 10 years, I hope that a lot of people that I've built good relationships with and community with bring more friendships. Mm-hmm. We're small. We're very small, so I'm hoping also that we get bigger and that we'll start to see other people making their own little little communities inside of Cincinnati. A ripple effect. Yeah. What about you, Katie? I would hope for Carol that you just keep making your voice heard. You have so many wonderful things to say and bring to the community, you know. I will do my best. (laughs) I have no doubt. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Starfire is a nonprofit building community in brave and creative ways that shakes up the status quo. To learn more, head to our website, starfirecincy.org.